Welcome to Why God Why. I'm your host, Zach, back here again with God, as always. Hey, everybody. I'm back. What's happening? Oh, not a whole heck of a lot. Had a nice long weekend. Went fishing. Yeah? Where'd you yeah. go fishing? Uh, Lake Michigan. You went all the way to Lake Michigan? I mean, I try all the lakes, you and know. This was just next up in the Rolodex or something? Yeah, I've been going on a tour. You a catch and release guy? I or do. Do you, do you eat? No, no, no. I, I, I release them. I will tell you, fishing for me is not nearly as exciting. Well, I guess it's not really exciting for anybody, but um, I know where the fish are. Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, I don't have to use those radar things to find them. Like Aquaman? Yeah, because I can see the fish. You know, I know the perfect spot. And then, you know, when I drop the bait, I know what bait they're looking for. It takes a lot of the fun out of it. And yet you still do it. Yeah, it's therapeutic. This is not going to be what we're talking. We're not talking about fishing today, but I do have just one follow-up question, which is, isn't it more barbaric to catch and release because then you leave them with a big hole in their gums? Well, any fish that I catch, I usually give some sort of gift to. You oh, know. okay. I do something nice for them. To take back to its pod? Or yeah, school. yeah. You know, I'll, um, I'll I'll make the wound heal really quickly. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, just sort of break even a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then I'll make it like, ooh, here's a, depending on what size fish I feel like catching that day. Yeah. Uh, if they eat smaller fish, I'll be like, ooh, this is a tasty one. This... This this guy's been taking really good care of himself. He's fit. Yeah. He's going to taste delicious. He's a ripped fish. Yeah, yeah. So I, I pay it forward. Uh-huh. Oh, that's nice. Give him back to the community, the underwater community. Mm-hmm. Well, man, I'm, I'm um, uh, our, our entity. Sure. I just call you man sometimes just out of habit. I no, don't I mean get how any, people talk. I don't mean any slight, you know, based on, you know, the way you may or may not feel about mankind. I don't want that to be taken as like a, you know, belittling or anything No, like not that. at all. Listen, I say, oh, my God. Well, I know people should say, oh, you should say, oh, my me, which is not, it's not a real phrase. It doesn't roll off the tongue. No, it doesn't. It doesn't roll off the tongue. But, like, I, I like that expression. Mm-hmm. Ever since it first started in the... Oh, my God, you mean. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. It, it started in the, the, what, two 200 B.C.? 200 B.C., about, yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's a, oh, my God. Yeah. You know, it's a good surprise. You know, I, I take on different things in the English language. I guess the first person who ever said that would have been literally talking to you, because why else would you say that? Yeah. Uh, he was walking one day, and um, a rattlesnake bit him. Oh, that sucks. I'm sorry. Yeah, he didn't see it. He wasn't paying attention. You know, he was just walking and whistling. Whistling, whistling yeah. was very popular for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Mesopotamian whistling. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a lost art. I, it's like Tuvan throat singing. You ever heard of that? Yes. I know, I'm a fan of Tuvan throat singing. The, the whole overtones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that stuff. Yeah, I don't. I had a... Really? Mm-mm. That is music to me, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, but the way I hear it, it it's it's atrocious. You're not down with that creation. That's fine. One thing we do create that I think you are down with because we talked about this a little bit before and this was something that I wanted to uh, do for this episode. Mm-hmm. Humans have created one of the coolest things ever, which is comics. Comic yeah. Books. Yeah, I'm super down with comic books. So that's what this episode is going to be about. Oh, great. It's not going to be about fishing. I'm sorry for any fishing buffs. No, that's fine. We're talking about comic books today which is a huge part of our society in 2019 yeah especially and obviously they've been around in some iteration or another for you know 100 years 
more. I don't know. Yeah, well, you know, people have always been telling stories of, I, I wouldn't necessarily call them superpowers. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they're fascinated by extra powerful, extra enhanced people. Um, you know, they, they used to call it miracles. Mm -hmm. uh, they or did, they, or yeah. there were demigods. That was, you know, the whole Greek mythology. That That's just a comic book story. Yes. You know, comic books have always been cool because I'm always fascinated by human beings. If, if they got to pen creation, what kind of stuff they'd make. Yeah, because the comic books are, are probably our best attempt at creating worlds ourselves, right? Comic book writer sits down and he's like, I'm going to create this world from yeah. inside out. What's fascinating to me is it is really symbolic of the fact that nothing's ever enough for people. Mm -hmm. You know, super strength. You're pretty strong already. Do you know what I mean? We're pretty strong, but we oh, can't. Yeah. Like, there are so many things that we're confronted with where we're confronted with our own weakness. We can't lift a boulder if Aaron Ralston falls down a pit and then he gets his arm stuck. Sure. Guy from 127 hours. Well, the thing is, is you're also the smartest creatures on the planet. And then you're also upset that you don't have the strength of a grizzly bear. Mm-hmm. It's just a lack of gratitude that all these superpowers come from. I think you can be grateful and also want more as well. Well, let me tell you, I, I just wanted to mention quickly my limited relationship with comic books because fascinating subject to me, but I was never super into them. Hmm. Although I was into one. Oh. Uh, and, and like the only one I ever read, and I read all of it, which was Calvin and Hobbes. <laughs> totally different yeah. than the than what we were talking about with superheroes and stuff like that. It's like a totally different vibe and and uh, um, source material and characters and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, I love them. I'm not exactly sure why I love them. If if they gave me comfort, or if the comfort comes from revisiting them and remembering that time in my life. Uh, but I know that. In Calvin and Hobbes, there are a lot of, like, idyllic situations that they find themselves... Like, they live in the perfect house. They always have the perfect snowy day, mm. perfect snowball in their hand and stuff like that. Well, I'll tell you, I think Calvin and Hobbes is just great. Yeah. Uh, mostly because it is this return to a sense of wonder. Okay. Oh, man, wasn't it great when you just played pretend... When you when you had a your stuffed tiger and you thought he was real mm -hmm. and you went on adventures, you know, adults grow out of that. And what's interesting is, you never really have to. You can stay in that sense of wonder about the world. I, I love that because people are satisfied and happy and they're thrilled at the small things and they appreciate the small things. Um, I think that one of the greatest gifts that you've given us. I, I truly believe this is that um, for your own personal past, you have given us the gift of uh, basically rose-colored glasses. Mm. Well, the gift of nostalgia, I should say, because it's, um, for me at least, it's really wonderful to be able to look back on my past and remember the bad things less than I remember the really good things. And the really good things get magnified. And they, they become like, you know, mythologized in my own memory. Well, that's a big just one. Yeah. yeah, the you are the writer of your own story, hmm. and so you're going to cast yourself as the hero, and you're going to look back at all the times you were triumphant, mm -hmm. and you're not going to pay so much attention to that embarrassing time that you fought in front of your friends. <laughs> you know, several of those times. Yeah, 
Yeah, those are traumatic for people. And I don't know why everyone farts and and, and it's really trauma-inducing when it happens in public. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to going back to comics though. Yep. One person who I really enjoy uh, their own narrative is Garfield. Oh yeah, he is self-actualized. Yeah, he's great. Mm-hmm. He hates Mondays. <laughs> hates Mondays. Love Do- lasagna. Yeah. What's funny about Garfield is he hates Mondays and doesn't have a job. <laughs> Garfield is a simple creature. Lives well, in his emotions and is just grateful to be there, even when he's not being grateful. Yeah, he's an icon. Yeah. Um, so talking about icons, talking about heroes. Yeah. We have a guest on today that's a personal hero of mine. Oh, great. Because I super respect basically everything he does and who he is. I'm always impressed by him. Um, his name is Sean DeLoach, and he's on because he's a, uh, I mean, he's just a damn comic book expert. Mm-hmm. Not only that, he's a comic book author mm. who sold millions of copies. Um, he's written, yeah, kids comic books. He's written for... Uh, Dark Horse? Yeah. Heard of that? I remember. Uh, Rockstar Games? Yep. Heard of that? He's written with Stan Lee? Mm-hmm. Heard of that guy? <laughs> no. I mean, other than that, like, he's just a wonderful screenwriter. Uh, he's got a storage unit full of comics, as I understand, five or 6,000 of them. Yeah, it's like 5,485 or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, don't act like you don't know that number exactly. Oh, sorry. I saw yeah. you pretending to think. Sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. For for theatrical effect. And um, uh, a little interesting tidbit. He actually met his wife at Comic-Con. Am I supposed to pretend like I didn't know that too? You can for the Ooh, sake of... Ooh, wow, that's adorable. It is adorable. God, I wish I was there. <laughs> well, that being said, let's take a quick break. We'll be back with Sean. All right. Coming back with Sean. If you've been enjoying Why God Why... Which I assume you have. You might also want to check out Everything is Awesome. Oh, neat. Which is another fantastic pod on the That's Entertainment Network. Mm-hmm. Everything is Awesome is a podcast about awesome people who do awesome things. I love that somebody's actually putting something out there celebrating the good stuff. Because, man, there are a lot of podcasts about the sad things in the world. Yeah, you scroll through and it's just like crime. Oh, people love their true crime stuff. There's too much true crime. Yeah, let's see how horrific human beings can be. That's what we should listen to. You heard it here, folks. That's an official endorsement from God. Yeah, everybody go check out Everything is Awesome, the podcast. At Real Awesome Pod on Twitter. They got a great handle. It's real awesome. And now, back to the show. Sean DeLoach. Hi, guys. It's great to be here. Um, I've been listening to the show. I'm a big fan. Uh, God, it's great to meet you. I want to point out for the people that can't uh, see this at home, because you're listening with your ears, uh, Sean is wearing a Spider-Man shirt and uh, Avengers Infinity War hat. He came dressed for the occasion. I think that's a bicycle shirt. He looks great in it. Yeah, it's a workout shirt, and the hat is actually from the set. So my friend was a camera loader on set, and he stole a hat from me. He borrowed a hat from me. Well, Sean, look, we're talking about comic books today. Anything and and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna um, pretend to be an expert on this. Like I was telling God, like you heard me. My relationship goes as far as basically one property, Calvin and Hobbes. Although I will say that I, I. I um, started reading today one that I just picked up, which is a Blade Runner comic just came out, and it's awesome. Uh, so I'm excited to follow that. But why don't you 
why don't you give a little bit more detailed intro of your relationship with this world than I should sure. uh, do credit. So I mean, I've been reading comics since I was, I think around eight is when I started. Mm-hmm. Um, That's true. Checks out. And, you know, at, at first it was just because I wanted superhero comics. Like, literally, there was nothing kind of special about it for me. It was just like, that's cool. I know who Superman is. I know who Spider-Man is. You know, I know who the X-Men are. And I just wanted the comic. But as I got older and as I kept reading, it shifted for me. Like, the characters, you know, as, as weird as it might sound, like, they are friends in some ways. Like, mm-hmm. I, I've, I've known them longer than I've known a lot of people. I've been reading them, their history, their lives. I go through things with them. And that's also just good storytelling. Like, if, if something happens to someone in a story and you don't feel something... You didn't. The writer didn't do a good job. Right. Hmm. I always knew I wanted to be a writer from when I was younger. Like uh, it was like first grade. A teacher told me like you should be a writer, and I was like, okay, because I just love to tell like stories. But you know, my parents wanted me to like, be a doctor or a lawyer. So like that's kind of what I thought I would end up pursuing. But uh, my senior year of high school, my dad had lost his job, and like we were really low on money, and we had to use like my college fund to like pay for bills, and so things were just kind of bad. And honestly, that was when I realized how powerful storytelling was, and how much I love comic books because. It was reading these comics like Spider-Man and the X-Men. It's not. It was an escapism. It was giving me a breath of air when I felt like I was drowning. It mm-hmm. let me catch my breath for that little, t- you know, 15, 20 minutes while I'm, bre- while I'm reading it to escape. Well, again, I said it was escapism, but to to you know to regroup. Yeah. And to then go back and face my actual problems. See, I really love that. You know, comic books. The words nerd and geek get thrown around a lot in that mm-hmm. world, and like. You know, there's a lot of kids that hang out with each other and, you know, rough house and get to know each other. But then there are the nerdy kids who need some love. And, and I love that they find these characters. You know, you get to have these friends um, that you can't actually hang out with in person, but you get to hang out with in your head. Um, I started out making imaginary friends for people, um, but that became too trippy. Became too much like uh, LSD and like hallucinations imaginary so friends yeah i got rid of the whole imaginary friends scheme of existence so if someone says they have one now is it a ghost no that's it's just them working through some things oh. i originally when i started out i i before comic books were a thing you know there were the they've always been nerdy geeky kids around and and so i gave them you know imaginary friends like that movie uh bogus uh, but basically, you know, you, you've you got this this invisible person that only you can see mm-hmm. uh, that, that just gets you to go out and do stuff, you know, and I would have them hang out with them for like a year or two until they kind of develop some hopefully interpersonal skills at school and set them off on their own. But then you're, you're gambling on the fact that you, you'll be able to take away the imaginary friend and they'll just be fine. Well, things come in and out of your life, you know. That that was another that that first experience of loss mm-hmm. is also healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah it helps you grow. And, and I'll say like the lessons that you're you were trying to give away through the imaginary friends. Like that's also what, kind of what we get with with superheroes. Like I you know I was listening to you guys talk earlier, and you know I do think that superheroes it's not necessarily about wanting more. It's about uh, having people that inspire us, that give yeah. us morals, oh. that give us codes. You know, um, no, we can't fly, we're not bulletproof, we're not going to be like Superman. But what he represents and the ideals of trying to be the best you can be in helping people, that's what we can do. You know, the, the, the line with great power comes great responsibility from Spider-Man is great huge. One. It's yeah. huge. I mean, like, and that, 
that goes throughout our whole lives. Wherever we are in places of power, we should always be helping someone else. Whether, you know, we're just we're the taller person in the grocery line so we can get something from a shelf for somebody or, mm-hmm. you know, or you're actually like in a position of power at work or something like that. Like, that's a great moral to have. And that's what these characters, I think, kind of remind us of. They're, they're inspirations. They're reminders of, of what we can be and what we should strive towards. Why are there so clear-cut bad guys in comic books where it seems like you can't relate to the reason that they're being evil? Well, hold on. Before we get into that, I just want to say, Sean, that's some of the best answers we've, we've had on this show. I mean, most of the time I don't like talking to people, but I like what you got to say. My man. Well, thank you, God. Thank you. Thank oh, you. hey, no problem. Listen, yeah, actually, before we get on that, because I had one little thing I want to add to what you're saying. What's sure. interesting is that, yes, I grew up in a time where I was made fun of for liking comics. It was mm-hmm. geeky. It was nerdy. We, everything's changed now. Now it's cool to like comics. Like, things I was made fun of in school that are now, like, how I make my living, people are, like, impressed by it. People that made fun of me in, you know, high school and yeah. middle school and life now, like, admire it. It's weird. It's a weird shift that we're going through. Did you... Did you feel that shift happen and wake up one day and you were like, oh, what I do is cool now? You know what's weird? The, the way I learned it was actually getting notes. I was working uh, on a TV show for Nickelodeon, and we had read to turn in a script, and they were like, oh, these kind of bullies don't exist anymore. The kind of bullies we'd seen classically in TV for, you know, uh, since I grew up from the 80s, like, that's not a thing anymore. Kids are very, like, they're still mean kids, but it's a very different kind. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. God, does that make you feel different about people's purposes in writing comic books in, in that we're not ungrateful but we're actually I, how did you say yeah, it i mean for me as a writer and for what i took from it like i'm not i'm creating stories to also yes and part of it is i'm not gonna lie part of it is like i get to live in this world that i can't ever actually live in in real life like mm-hmm. i get to experience these things through the characters i create and the worlds i create but the other part of it is, is I want to give a gift i want to help give messages to people i want to mm-hmm. help inspire people i want to you know do what stories have done for me so does that change your mind or about... No, because they, they've had both... Everything is both things at the same time. You know, for example, co- comic books are, are wonderful and healthy in some ways and, and not in others. Mm-hmm. Um, Superman stepping in or the great power comes great responsibility. I love those messages. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also some really dark things that are explored in, in comic books. You know, there's a, you know the, the Joker... Cut his own face off. Now, that's something you don't see in my world, in the world that I've created. A person that's gone so crazy that they cut their own face off and then staple their own face back on. I mean, that's some sick shit. And, and I didn't come up with that. Mm-hmm. A person came up with that. Yeah, but that's and kind I, of like your grandson of an idea. It is. It is. You know, it's weird when you see... Well, parents know this. You, you can't control what your kids do. You... Like you were saying, your parents may have wanted you to be a lawyer, and then you went into comics and became a writer. You know, we, you can't control what your kids go and do. You can just watch and, and support. So when I saw that happen, when I saw the, that first issue come out, the Joker cut his face off, I was like, it's an interesting turn. <laughs> that's very creative. I don't know where that's coming from in the depths of your soul or why you felt it needed to happen. That didn't make you worry about the person who's writing it? You know, there is this thing of like, man, when the word cool started coming out. Oh. And, and that's something that I see in Hollywood right now a lot, is people do things because they think it's cool. There is less care for what it means or how it fits into a story or, 
or really its emotional destructive value in any way. They just go, wow, we're pushing the boundaries. That's cool. And that's irresponsible. I mean, in some ways it is. I mean, I want to agree with God on that. And that's, that is actually a note that I deal with a lot that I hate. It's my least favorite note in the world is, or at least favorite sinister is, you know what would be cool? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because here's the thing. There's lots of things that are cool. What people don't want to do is the why. Why is that happening? Why are they doing it? Not just like it's cool. Yeah, who cares? It's cool visual or cool whatever, but like why? That's what everyone always wants to skip. Yeah, I'll tell you this. No good story has ever come off from somebody saying, wouldn't it be cool if? They're they're 100% missing the mark every time. So your creation of the universe wasn't a, wouldn't it be cool if I created a universe? No. I mean, that makes it sound like I did it off of a bet. Well, yeah, I, I can't. I don't know why else you would have done it. Um, also, who am I trying to impress with creating the universe? I'm just trying to get a straight answer. I think I got a bunch why... of buddies was sitting around drinking beers, and I'm like, hey, check this out. No, you were the one who brought up don't do stuff because, they, you know, it's only cool and you don't have a why. That just stands to reason, then, that you would have something missing in your own life where you feel felt that you needed to create a universe. No, not at all. Uh, you know, life is fascinating, and, and we should try things, mm. you know. I think that if you're trying something because you're interested in exploring where something goes, great. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing it from a wouldn't it be cool if, it's really a statement of wouldn't I be cool if I had made dot, dot, dot. Oh, I don't have to impress anybody. Right. No, yeah. that's a more selfish take. Yeah. Um, I had kind of a meta question for you, Sean. And okay. you too, God, if you want to hop in on this. Obviously, 2019 is a completely different time than, you know, 20, 30 years ago. And we're completely saturated by comics and culture, right? Is the fact that so much culture is dictated by comics a good thing or a bad thing for, like, the evolution of mankind? Oh, okay, the evolution of mankind. That's interesting. Yeah, for just us, like, moving forward. Wow, that's deep. I'd like to see what Sean's answer is before I give mine. Right. Where do you so, think mankind's going, Sean? So, in, in the comic book sphere, I would say this. I would say it would be a positive if people were going back to the source material. What I mean by that is, these movies that are being made now, again, I love them, I've seen them all, they're great, some of them, some of them are terrible, but like, I see them all, they all get my money. But they're made for money. I think that a lot of times, the, the morals that I'm talking about, and, and the positive traits that I took from reading the comics are still back there in the comics. So I would say that if, if this big... Uh, immersive because you're right they're, they're everywhere there's every tv channel has numerous superhero shows there's more movies there's more i mean you know they're, they're everywhere um but i do think that some of the the very heart of what made these characters amazing and great and like what i took from them is missing in some of these uh live adaptations and and cartoons and stuff and so i think if it brings people back to me some of the original source material if it helps them kind of look back in the past of what it was, then it can be very positive. Mm-hmm. At the moment, I think it's literally just a, a cash-making thing otherwise. Yeah. Mm. Again, nothing wrong with that. That's how I pay my bills. But, like, I, I don't know if it's having the same uh, impact that it had on me reading them growing up as it is having kids watch these, you know, action-filled things. Because a lot of comic books, they're not giant action flicks. Like, they have stories and moments and real human parts that, you know, are sprinkled into these movies. But yeah. The big thing of it is the big fight. When do we have the big fight, the big villain? You think about old Batman comics and he, how he's, uh, the whole thing of him is that he's a detective. Yeah, and like, especially, you know, I think a great one is always Spider-Man. Like, he's always this poor, struggling guy. 
yes, he has these amazing powers, but he's just trying to do what's right still. Mm-hmm. He still can't pay his bills. He's still trying to deal with girls and school and all that stuff. And, like, his sick aunt, like, all this all the time. Like, he's still just a person. Well, listen, I'll tell you with, with human beings. I mean, you're absolutely right about money corrupting everything and, and not having it be its, its purest form of what it is. Everything is kind of cyclical. Human beings' attention spans change. I don't know if, if what's happening now will bring people back to the comic books. I haven't seen that pattern happen in history. Mm-hmm. But people also go through different cycles. Like There was a period of time where the Colosseum was a big thing. Man, watching live murder, that was fun. you know. But that was all storytelling to them. And then they started getting into being like, oh... You know, maybe I don't have to watch someone get decapitated in real life. Maybe we can just start telling each other stories about it and still get the same impact. And, you know, it was safer. Less people died. Yeah. But Clo- uh, Closest thing we have yeah. to that is uh, Game of Thrones now. I mean, that's like the, yeah, the farthest that good. kind of storytelling has gone. Oh, yeah, but the Gladiator one was real life. I mean, that, I think the closest thing like that is sports, right? Well, sure. sports, yeah, really wrestling. Each other. I mean, MMA wrestling. fighting now? I mean, MMA fighting is just... I sure. think the same part of your pituitary gland or whatever it is is scratched by even just, like, a football game. It's, a, it's an oh, aspect like of people being able to test their limits. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. They when you, you want to train something and earn something. It's the same reason why people do the Olympics... You know, it's the same reason why people climb Mount Everest. I mean, I'm all for human beings trying to tap into their infinite potential. Yeah. I, when people ask me, why can't human beings fly? My answer is just physics. You don't have wings. Gravity's still there. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? How, how, there isn't pixie dust. There's not something that all of a sudden turns the aspect of gravitational force on the planet around so you can fly around. You know, I just, I can't make people have super strength or fly. Well, we're coming to the point where I think that there's still part of the standard model of physics that we haven't understood yet. Uh, In particular, we haven't discovered the graviton. Um, So I think that it's still possible. Now, you know, don't spoil this Mm -hmm. because you know, but I feel like if we understand the graviton and how it interacts with all the other particles in the standard model, there might be some workaround that we could make to actually overcome gravity. Well, you have. You've made airplanes. I mean, within a person-to-person, you know, thing. Sure. We know what the graviton's actually doing. Right. Maybe well, we can well, reverse its process. Here's what I'll say. Human beings are, are very much like Batman. You've got all these resources... And you may not have superpowers, but you can think of stuff. Mm-hmm. That was the superpower I gave human beings. You can make stuff. Yeah. You know, you can fly. You've got those things that tourists use now, those little self-propulsion water... Jetpack things. Jetpack things. Yeah. You know, those are fun. Mm-hmm. Just do that. Rocketeer, great movie. I mean, there's a lot of physics behind that movie that don't make any sense, but... okay. Yeah, no, God, that's great. We'll we'll use all of these tools and we'll settle. Um, that's fine, and we won't uh, we won't reach for the stars. We won't do anything else and try and progress ourselves and push our bodies to the limits. Therefore, making you know athletes and people tuning their bodies so that they might well you aspire to become superheroes. You do have that. You've got steroids. Uh, that's cool. Well, here's the thing that I'm not going to. I don't give have you... any problem with using steroids in in sports. By the I'm way. not going to give you something. Because the universe needs to be in balance. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give you something that doesn't also come with a price. 
Do you know what I mean? That, no, that makes sense. So yeah, if you're gonna fair. if you're gonna get souped up muscles that do all kinds of crazy things, it'll, it'll shrink your testicles. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Give because acne. because basically this is the message that I get from from humans. You go, I'm gonna pump myself full of all this stuff. I don't need testosterone because I'm supplying it for myself. Mm-hmm. I go great. We'll just shut the factory down. Clearly, you don't need testosterone. You've got this handled. Yeah. Go ahead. Sean, did you have any more questions for God? I do, but I also kind of wanted to touch on one that you were bringing up earlier that I rudely interrupted you on. You're asking about no, villains. No, not at all. What's up? Asking you, about what? You were asking me something about villains, and we switched over. Yeah. So that the that that's an I find villains fascinating mm-hmm. um, because I, I and from what I understand from comic books, comic book movies, everything that's been you know put in front of me, it seems like a villain is a villain is a villain. Where they their reasoning for why they're evil gets so lost in their evilness that they're just evil. And I feel like everybody has a reason for doing something. Um, so w- why do you think it's important that villains are so cut and dried in comic books? Well, I think that, especially older comic books, that just made things easier, right? It was easier to have a world that was black and white. Mm-hmm. Nazis are bad. Captain America's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of that came out of the, yeah. the wars, right? And Nazis yeah. are bad. Nazis are bad. I'm going to come right out and say it. They're still bad. They're bad. They're not good on either side. They yeah. suck. Agreed. Um, the best villains, though, for me, are the ones that think they're the hero. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, a villain like, and again, you can find plenty of examples where it's very black and white, but they're starting to really, in stories, try to expand on them. So, like, the Joker is, he's just chaos. Like, that's all he does. He does, like, that's, you know, he is very much, like, you're saying, like, he's he's black and white, he's he's black, he just wants to kill things. Like, he just, yeah. that's, it's very simple, like, that's, he likes chaos, he likes, that's what he wants. He wants chaos, he enjoys chaos. But then someone like Lex Luthor... He thinks he's doing the right thing. He what thinks, is his thing? What is he trying to do? He thinks that Superman is a threat. He thinks that these alien superpowers are a threat. He's kind of like Batman in some ways, where Batman has a plan for every superhero how to deal with them. Uh-huh. Lex is like, okay, I don't trust these people. Because we're humans, and they're basically gods. Yeah. So he's saying, I don't trust them to have that power. Which is kind of like, mm. almost going back to the conversation we were having, about like, could you trust man with that kind of power? Yeah. Power? Could you trust one person? Is anyone on this planet that is, you know, I guess righteous or good enough to have the power of Superman? That wouldn't become some sort of dictator overlord and i don't know and lex doesn't trust these people to have it specifically starting with superman mm-hmm. so he thinks everything he's doing is in the best interest of mankind put out like that in an argument like that it does seem like he's coming from a good place yeah i mean dr doom despite his name is also very similar like he's very he runs a country he's very benevolent towards his country. he wants power but he wants power because he thinks it's the only way to like protect his people sure and protect them, make mm-hmm. the world better the way he goes about it is wrong but his intentions, at the end of the day, aren't you know aren't necessarily just pure malicious. It's not just pure wanting to kill or you know like maim like the Joker. Yeah, it comes well, from a place of protection. Here's the thing: power corrupts. That's a that's a that's a true statement. You know, if you if you've got a person that amasses too much power, think about how you have no idea how terrifying this is to hear coming out of your mouth right now. Well, I worked through a lot of things before I even got to people. Okay, yeah, you're sitting. Right I'm not going to say power doesn't corrupt, and you can't eventually come out the other side um look at how human beings treat ants you know or flies or insects Mm -hmm. you know you have you have no tolerance for them people burn them with magnifying glasses or or stomping them or pour boiling water in their houses that's sick but that's because you have so much power over them and you watch any person that rises to some sort of power 
you know, they're going to... The reason why they do power corrupts is because you distance yourself too much from the effects of your actions. You know, the reason why power and, and me have a different relationship is I can't distance myself from the effects of my reaction because I watch everything that happens. Mm-hmm. You know, if I decide to have some kind of volcano erupt, I've got to watch all the people die. You know what I mean? And you would say that you are not numbed to those. No, my God, no. It's horrifying to watch. Yeah. But the thing is now, human beings with nuclear warheads, you don't have to be there when you blow that thing up. No, you push a button. You push a button and, and you away. go about yeah. your day as if nothing happened mm-hmm. because it wasn't directly in your line of sight. That's why everything with the internet gets so messed up. Mm. People have a sense of power and anonymity where they don't have to watch the effects of their actions happen to the person across from them. Mm. They get to say a horrible thing and then go about their day. You know, power does corrupt. So let's, on that note, let's just hop over to some of the listener questions. Because we got, we got some doozies over here. And um, I'm just going to, I wanted to ask you this question. Sure. Um, anyway, mm-hmm. but it just so happens that we have it here in front of me. Uh, who is your favorite superhero? Um, I really like the Hulk. If I were going to be any superhero, I'd want to be the Hulk. Mostly because, you know, there are times that I get really frustrated, mm-hmm. but I don't actually have a physical form. And man, would it feel good to smash something. Oh, sure. Sometime. Yeah. You know, I would love to go to one of those rooms where you can just break stuff but as the hulk mm-hmm. and i love that the matter he gets the stronger he gets and then he just loves a smash yeah real simple guy also complicated i never actually thought about that that you do not have a physical outlet Mm-mm. yeah oh i'm sorry no it's okay no that just makes me feel a, a bit more sympathetic to your situation because oh. i i tend to you know just assume that you've got the good life going on well look i I there's there's emotions and things that I go and feel and, and the energy of my existence has to be exerted in some ways. It, there are times when I see some things happen. I'd like to just punch a pillow. Sure, you know. Yeah, and I can't. I'm sorry. Um, and plus, I don't really. I will. I'll vent to um, certain animals that get it. Uh, I don't vent to people because anytime I talk to them, they make it about them. Mm. You know what I mean? I go, oh man, I watched this guy do this thing the other day. I'm so frustrated. I'm like, God, oh, what, what, where, where's that check I was supposed to get? Or how come I'm not this? And I go, oh, you know what? I was just asking you to hold space for me for a second, but yeah. forget it. So I'd love to be the Hulk. Sean, favorite superhero? I'd probably go with Spider Man. Yeah. Um, I'm also a huge Tim Drake Robin fan. Mm. Tim Drake specifically. But uh, yeah, I think Spider Man. What about you? I don't even, you can call him a superhero. He's a mutant, but Gambit. Gambit's a hero. He's so cool. Just doing stuff with cards and, like, wearing long jackets and having awesome hair. You know what? I'm going to retract my statement. Gambit is probably the only successful result of a wouldn't it be cool if (laughs) there was this Cajun guy who threw playing cards. He's Cajun, too. Yeah. Come on. He's charming. Throwing an accent. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. He threw knives to start. Yeah. That that wasn't as interesting. The the switch to cards cards was much better. It's more impressive. So that kind of also answered the question. There was another question. What superpowers would you want to have? You would basically oh, answer no, no, that no. with the Hulk. Or do you have a nope. different answer? I, I have a different answer. Um, I would like the powers that Magneto has. He gets to control metal and magnetism. And 
you know, my interactions with metal is really just in its raw form. Mm -hmm. I don't make a lot of stuff with it. Human beings do. Yeah. You know, they melt down, make swords, make uh, skyscrapers, as you're so fond of. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I, I would like to make some sculptures out of metal. I think that'd just be real fun for me. Mm -hmm. And and make, you know, I don't make metal fly. Yeah. Obviously, because metal can't fly. It's heavy. I don't make any. I don't get to craft anything like boats or airplanes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd get, I'd get down with that. It sounds great. I would love to see some of your sculptures. I hope you get the chance to do that sometime. Mm. Aren't we all his sculptures? That's a really good point. Yeah, more or less. We kind of are. Yeah, we're. But uh, not metal sculptures. No, we're as. Uh, and it, this was a uh, album title from Creed. We're human clay. <laughs> well, because here's the thing: human beings get to work with metal all the time. So in a way, me having Magneto's powers are sort of like me hanging with my grandkids. Playing think, what, like how they have Play-Doh and you get to play with the Play-Doh. Well, human beings make stuff out of metal. Mm-hmm. You know, they make, you know, planes. Oh, your exactly. grandkids are the metal yeah, sculptures Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, it's going that. back to our idea about uh, comics or your kind of idea grandchildren. Sure, yeah. John, favorite superpower? You would want? Okay, what would so, you use? So here's the thing. I thought it was probably way too much because like if i was going to be a superhero because i would actually would want to use it for good i would okay. want to be a superhero mm-hmm. so i thought about like you know what i want flash's powers like now that you know then i have to eat constantly yeah uh, there's super- more to it than that right like superman like i also was like afraid of like well that does corrupt i think that's i think you're too out of touch with being a human still mm-hmm. so the power that i want i want i would want to have gene gray's telekinesis from the comic book what is different between that and the movie so in the comic book she is able to fly She's able to create like a TK shield around herself to where like, you know, both things will bounce off. She can lift things. So basically you're giving yourself strength, transportation, and basically like, you know, basic immunity from most weapons. Yeah. So for me, I was like, if I had that, I could go out there and do some good. Yeah. But still feel like I'm still like, I'm very still human, still dealing with human issues, all that stuff. Yeah, but the thing is, you'd get real lazy. I could get very lazy. This is the problem with superpowers. If you can move everything with your mind, you're just going to sit on your couch. You're going to move stuff to you. You're gonna, you're gonna, you might even go to the bathroom on the couch and make it go into the toilet from where you are. Here's you're gonna start getting into some real creative ways to use these powers that are not about you know, robbing, uh, saving p- people is exhausting. You're gonna sit out all day waiting around for someone to get saved. That's real time consuming and super boring. Mm-hmm. You're gonna find other things to do with that power, my friend. Like transport my poop into a toilet. Probably. I've seen Stranger Things. Yeah, the smallest possible task allocating to your superpower yeah like the idea of that now god i gotta call you out and say you being a little bit of a nervous nelly and a debbie downer on this one well look i'm concerned about it because the thing is is like you might not work out as much you know what i mean you're flying everywhere your legs are going to atrophied you know you're talking with some real issues here man i would teleport and that's pretty much <laughs> okay your time <laughs> 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 Can I ask God one more question? Sure. Yeah. God, are you a DC or Marvel person? Oh, man. Well, I'll tell you, they serve totally different purposes. Um, I find Marvel to be more entertaining, mm-hmm. and I find DC to be more thought-provoking. You know, Marvel is fun, it's light, the characters are cool, they go on great adventures. DC is a very revealing insight into what's going on for people um it's kind of like dc is my kids therapists 
And, you know, they show me, they go, oh, Mr. God, um, this is what your kid drew today. And I've got to process that, mm-hmm. you know. They go, uh, you know, in this one, Superman ripped out the Joker's heart because... And I'm like, oh, man, oh, okay. And then and then there's this other series with this whole, this whole anti-negative verse Batmans. And, 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 you know, I can tell from what's going on in the DC books if, if my kids are doing okay. Or if they're, if they're, you know, sad about something. But Marvel is just, you know, it's just a fun... It's a fun little read. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if DC is it, then we're definitely having an identity crisis. That's a nerd joke. They'll get it. Yeah. I, yeah, DC I readers will get that. it. Yep. Yeah. It was really nice. It's going to be great. So I'll tell you what. I think that was a, a wonderful a note as any to uh, sail our ship away. Uh, Sean, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's my pleasure. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, this was fun. And You're a good guest. Thank you, God. You're a good host. Oh, And thanks. holy body host. Sure. Heavenly host, yeah. He's the, the heavenly he's the host. First, he's the heavenly, your heavenly host, yeah. He's the first guest that came on that didn't unload his problems. I am fine if someone comes on and unloads their problems. No, I, I know, I, but that's just, you know, I don't know how, if you know how rare that is for me. Sure. To, not to talk to someone that doesn't immediately go, why is my life this way? Oh, uh, well, okay, I'll look out for that He just likes comic books. Yeah, no, it was wonderful. Yeah. Great discussion. Mm-hmm. Lighthearted at points, but also it got really serious. Sure. Yeah. God, thank you for everything. Yeah. Hey, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, this, again, is uh, Why God Why. And, uh, hey, we're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher, Spotify, all those good stuffs where you can find podcasts. Yeah, um, and you can uh, – we're on Twitter. We're on Twitter at you... Why God Podcast. Mm-hmm. And this is important, and I know you've heard it a thousand times, but it really, really does super help if you listen to our podcast – Subscribe to it, like and review it. It really, really helps, and we really appreciate it and hearing from you guys. So, thanks again for all the questions, and uh, yeah, why God, why out? Yeah, thanks for listening. Oh, you crazy people out there. I love it. Artist owned, fan supported.